With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Lombardi Line on a Monday. Hour 2 coming at you. Stormy Bonantoni live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Our guy, Michael Lombardi, former NFL general manager, his office over there on the East Coast. We'll also have Mike Pritchard, VEASAN NFL analyst and former NFL wide receiver, who will join us a little bit later on this hour. And, Michael, i got to tell you, it's hard for life to be better for me right now because we have meaningful games coming up in the NFL with the preseason over. I did my first college football production meeting this season for my game at Auburn this weekend. Like, we have college football rolling, and it's officially the start of fall. You know when Starbucks has the pumpkin options and the <laughs> apple crisp. I'm in, my, I'm in my best era right now. There's no question. And let me add one more thing Ooh, to making okay. it great. So I live in a beach town that gets inundated with, we go from about 12,000 people that live here year-round to 175,000 people that come in for the summer, right? So it, it, it's it's become uh, overwhelming. When they and start leaving, you can tell it's good? A week from tomorrow, we call it RT Lag Day after a, 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 a one of our favorite citizens here in the town, and they're all going to go home, and I can't wait, and I just <laughs> cannot wait to get them out of here, let them go, because they think when they come into this town that they're doing us a favor. No, you're not doing me any favors at all. Like, seriously, you just make life harder for me, you know, and uh, the best time to come here and enjoy the Jersey Shore is in September because the weather's the best. And there's nobody, and there's not very many people here, and everything still remains open, even though they have a hard time getting help because a lot of the kids go back to college. So I'm with you. That's a trifecta. You got football, you got your Starbucks fall drinks, and then you got them all leaving. Good we, day. We have all the things. And while they might, might not be doing you any favors, Michael, I need you to do me a favor. I have some people that are about to step into your yeah. office. I need you to tell it to them straight. Elliot, roll that open. The appointments are lined up. You waiting for somebody in there? Got an appointment. And it's not about what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. It's not personal. It's strictly business time. You and me had a private talk when you're stepping into my office. It's Step Into My Office with Michael Lombardi. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. Mr. Lombardi, we'll see you now. Nick Bosa, reigning defensive player of the year. He's been holding out since the start of 49ers camp as reps negotiate what's expected to be a massive contract extension while negotiations have been amicable 
Bowl. We've got some urgency to get a deal done now with week one looming. John Lynch, when asked about it, said, quote, I don't like the situation. Since our tenure here, we haven't had to hold out anywhere near this magnitude, so it's something I'm not comfortable with. You and me both, John. Michael, how would you advise Nick Bosa to handle what's now crunch time with week one against the Steelers looming? Well, I think every negotiation gets done with deadlines, right? I mean, that's just how it happens. Uh, The more time you have, the more you contemplate, well, we can get more. Let's not settle. Deadlines create the urgency. And I think, Nick, you have to decide in your mind how much practice time you need to be the best player. You're going to be a rich man. And you're going to be a very well, you're going to take care of your family and your kids' families for the future. So you've got to decide what's going to be best for you to for you to maximize the value of this contract and perhaps get another one after this one. So I think you have to decide that. And once you decide that, I don't think it's a hard contract to do. I think the conversations are centering around: Are you going to make more than Aaron Donald? Are you better than Aaron Donald? Can you can you do that? And that's where we are. And so you've got. Three things in a negotiation, the total package, how the package is laid out, and then how much guarantees in the contract. And I think the 49ers are going to do everything in their power to satisfy all three elements. But if you want to make $5 million more than Aaron Donald, you're probably going to be sitting out a while. If you want to make a little bit more than Aaron Donald, I don't know if they're going to go there. If you want to make a little less, I don't know if they'll go there. But you're going to be in that range. I think there's no question. You just have to make up in your mind when you need to get to camp and get practicing because time now is important. Where things sit right now, entering the final year of his five-year rookie deal, scheduled to get $17.85 million, but looking to get over that 30 mark. In two seasons since his 2020 ACL tear, combined for 34 sacks, 80 quarterback hits, 103 tackles, 40 TFLs, six forced fumble, the list goes on and on, including a defensive player of the year honor last year. He is 12 to 1 to repeat. Micah Parsons, your favorite, at 5 to 1. Similar situation, another guy I'm sure who's searching for that Aaron Donald money is Chris Jones, but we're going to look at this situation from a different perspective. We have Brett Veach coming into your office, GM of the Kansas City Chiefs. Where things sit right now, he indicated on social media that he's willing to miss games through week eight and he can, quote, afford it when it comes to the $7.5 million it would cost Chris Jones in game checks. Andy Reid told reporters there's been no communication between the Jones, between them and Jones' rep- representation where things sit right now. Help a man out, Michael. Talk to Brent Beach. Help him get this deal worked out. Well, I think, Brett, you know as well as I do. Uh, you've got to be really careful here because you have two of the most selfless players on your team in Patrick Mahomes and maybe the most selfless guy in the entire league in Travis Kelsey who you pay like a an above average tight end when we know he's a receiver and he could be making a ton lot more money so you got to be really careful here because you have guys that are willing to sacrifice for the team and if you turn around and give this player all that he wants How do you face those other two guys? This really isn't about Chris Jones. This is about the team. If this was about Chris Jones, he deserves to get a raise. Mm -hmm. You and I both agree with that. I mean, 15 and a half sacks, 49 hit pressures. He was the best defensive tackle, including Aaron Donald last year. But I know you know this. I know you've got to have respect for the quarterback. And if you look at the success the Patriots have had, through their years and why they won six Super Bowls was they never disrespected Brady. They never paid him more 
They never paid him the, the top rate of the quarterback, but they never brought anybody in on the roster and had him make more than Brady. And I think you have to be really careful here because your quarterback is selfless. And so is this incredible receiver you have that you call a tight end. So you're going to have to navigate these waters and see where that leads you. And it may lead you to have to compensate those guys. But if Jones wants to sit out, you're just going to have to bite the bullet and let him sit out because this has too much, too many tangibles are related to it. There's antennas and tentacles within this deal that can impact your team in the long run. Wonder what the impact on the field could be if Chris Jones ultimately does sit out. The win total for the Kansas City Chiefs this season, 11 and a half. They're Super Bowl favorites. And for Jones, 25 to 1, odds seventh on the odds board for him in the Defensive Player of the Year market. Let's go back to quarterbacks here. And might as well just your favorite topic, Trey Lance. Uh, after losing the QB2 battle in San Francisco, the former number three overall pick was traded to the Dallas Cowboys this past Friday. A player who was once worth so much to a team, they gave up three first-round picks in a third. He's been relegated to QB3 duties for another team after having little to no starting experience under his belt. Kyle Shanahan said he feels like he, to an extent, failed Lance in his development, but does still believe in his talent. John Lynch said he feels Lance's story is still very much unwritten. Michael, Trey Lance does not want to be the Peloton coat rack we talked about yesterday. What does he need to do in Dallas to get his young career back on track? I think he needs to stop talking about San Francisco. It's over. You know, stop labeling himself a mistake, you know, and just move forward and try to learn the Cowboy offense the best he can. He's got support from the owner, which is critical. He's got a guaranteed $5 million coming to him next year, which is critical. So he gets to reboot his career, learn from the mistakes that happened in San Francisco, take every single rep you can at scout team, take every single one, and show the people in Dallas that you can make plays. Because if you show them how good you are in scout team, that's going to give you a chance to earn more reps on second team. And that gives you a chance to put pressure on Cooper, Cooper Rush. That gives you a chance to show them your talent skills. So. Don't talk about San Francisco anymore. That's behind you. You're not a mistake. You're rebooting your career. Jim Plunkett did the same thing. First overall pick in the draft. Got traded to San Francisco for two number ones, a boatload of picks, and they had to cut him. And then he showed up at the Oakland Raiders and won two Super Bowls with them. So this isn't the first time a quarterback has had this happen to him. You just got to reboot your career and put it behind you. And who knows, maybe like the great Cheryl Crow once said, a change could do you good. See how life works out for Trey Lance in Dallas. This one, I'm excited for you. Makai Becton is about to step into your office. The Jets offensive tackle we know was the number 11 overall pick back in 2020, but over the last two seasons has gone through two right knee surgeries, a substantial weight gain, and is now struggling. But has been given that right tackle spot to open this season, hopefully getting healthy and taking the right steps. How should Becton approach this opportunity, Michael? He's sitting down in the chair in front of you right now. I think you got to get back to where you were. Two years ago, you were the most devastating run blocker, I thought, in the league. You knocked people off the ball. We haven't gotten there yet. you got to keep working hard. Like, you've just tipped the iceberg here. You've gotten yourself respectable. Your body's back in shape. But we got a long way to go. And the player that you are today isn't going to be good enough. We need you way better by November and December. And you got to keep working hard. you got to get your weight down. you got to set inside out. You can't let some guy, second-team guy, beat you to the inside. You just can't let that happen. we got to set inside out. we got to make sure we protect the quarterback. 
and you've got to be able to keep working your lower body so you use that power to knock people off the ball. Get that second step on the ground. You know what's most important. Offensive linemen create movement when their second step hits the ground. That's why we measure 40 times for offensive linemen. We want to see how quick their feet can move. And so you've got to get better at that. You've got to stay really diligent in your work habits. And if you do, you can become a pro bowler. you got talent. God gave you talent. It's going to be up to your work ethic. And Robert Sala said something pretty similar in an interview with the New York Post. He said Becton needs to stay ahead of the chains when it comes to his rehab, his regeneration, not getting complacent just because he feels like he's back. Makai Becton played just one game over the last two seasons after playing 13 his rookie year. We'll see if he can get back on track because that offensive line could use his talent if he is playing to yeah. his capabilities. It's great addition to step into my office. Love this on a Monday. We're going to step aside when we return looking at some either ors matchups for who will have the most wins in the NFL next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics <laughs> he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
It's all NFL all the time on this Monday edition of the Lombardi line, especially now that the NFL preseason is in the rear view. We're getting set for all 32 NFL teams to make their final cuts down to the 53-men roster tomorrow. Still some holdouts looming. And Michael, as we mentioned with Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata earlier today, this little week and a half or so as teams are getting set for that opening week of games means it's an opportunity for a lot of betters to get down on some last-minute NFL futures over at DraftKings there's a pretty fun market that I want to get into with you that is season win matchups so you know we see this in golf a lot all these events where you have X player versus X player who's going to have more success on a given day in the NBA finals during the Super Bowl we have these types of props but we have them for season wins as well and I think this is pretty interesting just another feather in the cap of what DraftKings is doing with their menu for the NFL yeah, I mean, look, the, the the more they do this stuff, it just, I mean, it's kind of amazing how they come up with these ideas, and it makes me think differently, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of rearranges your thought process because there's a reason, there's a methodology behind these these ideas that they have, and you got to figure it out. And, and for me, like Washington, like, you know, I like them on the over six and a half win total, but their schedule's hard, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm just counting that too easily. You know, it makes you reinforce what you believe. Absolutely. So let's get into a couple of these and why, yeah. might as well start at the top with a couple of teams that are considered Super Bowl contenders have been the last couple of years, but who will have more wins between the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills? The, there is Heavy juice on the Chiefs in this spot, minus 165. Their win total at 11.5, whereas the Bills at 10.5. But this is almost like a would-you-rather type of a bet based on the value. So, Michael, would you rather take the Chiefs or Bills? Well, let's break it down, right? So I think the reason that the Chiefs are the favorite at minus money here is because the Bills are in the East, and the East is good. You know, even though nobody thinks New England will be good, the Jets, everybody thinks they'll be good. We know Buffalo's good, and Miami can be good, right? So, whereas out west, are we sure Denver's good? What about the Chargers? What about the Raiders? I think that's where it is. I I actually think the west will be better this year. I really do. I think Denver's going to be better coached. I think the Raiders have proven they're a better team. They got Josh Jacobs back. So, I think that's going to be a little bit better than we thought. Last year, everybody was talking about how good the quarterbacks were in the west. I'm not sure... They're an elite set of quarterbacks, but they're good. They're all effective. Garoppolo can win games. We've seen this, and Russell's going to have to prove that he can still. So, I mean, I would lean a little bit here towards Buffalo only because I think the Chiefs, I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be as dominant, especially if Chris Jones holds out as we thought. Mm -hmm. And I think that defense and the ability to win close games could come back to haunt them a little bit. I mean, I wrote this in the guide, Stormy. Last year, we know Mahomes played in the preseason. He averaged 8.6 yards per attempt. This summer, he's averaged 7-1. They don't look as explosive on offense as they did. These receivers are not to the level they were last year. Now, my God, I know we're talking matchup bets, but you took me down a road there with Russell Wilson that I want to continue down that path here just briefly because we have a different audience on weekdays sometimes than we do on weekends yesterday. And you made a really interesting comment about Russell Wilson yesterday and a potentially shorter leash than some people might expect this season. Yeah. Look, Sean Payton has no skins in the Russell Wilson trade, right? So he's when he took that job, when D'Amico Ryans turned down the job, they went to Sean. Sean wasn't their original first choice. 
And Sean knew that. And so Sean wasn't going to walk into a bad job. He wasn't desperate to take a job. He liked what he was doing at Fox, living in Southern California, his daughter's there, all those things. So when he took the job, he took it under the situation that I've got complete control and I'm not married to Russell Wilson. I don't care what his guarantee is next season, meaning the 24 year. So that's that kind of was powerful. That was it gave him a sense of I can do whatever I want. And he wants to make it work because it's easier. The path of least resistance is to make it work. But if Russell looks like he has so far this summer, tentative, not willing to move, not as quick or as explosive as he once was, then I think it's going to be problematic. And I I don't think Sean's going to give this guy three or four games to work out the kinks. I think he's going to have to show that he's back quickly or else he'll go to Jarrett Stidham because, again, he has no skin in the game. And he's Sean Payton, and he's won a Super Bowl. And you can make that move. That's interesting, I think, um, for viewers to hear, especially about a guy like Russell Wilson, who historically has been held in such high esteem. But Sean Payton, you said it, not married to the situation. He was brought in to fix things, and that's what he's going to try his best to do, whatever that course of action might end up being. And with Russell Wilson, um, I think obviously Sean Payton's comments made the rounds in a huge way. But at the end of the day, he was trying to take pressure off Russell Wilson, say this was a coaching yep. staff, not you. And if it is you, then I'm going to pull the plug. So I think that that's an interesting, um, just an interesting dynamic well, to think about. Things, one of the things we don't do as fans, and I think that the fans don't really understand about pro football, is a saying that goes like this. Then is then, mm-hmm. now is now. We have a tendency to remember when. Remember when... Hopkins was great. Remember when Russell Wilson was great. And we think that remembering when they were great is going to continue on when it doesn't. And we have a hard time saying then is then, now is now. Cooper Cup, he was great two years ago, but it's now. Is he going to be that level? 16 touchdowns, almost 2,000 yards. I don't see that. It's now. I think we miss that a lot, especially in the handicap. We just assume a guy's going to be great again. Well, as we push this forward, then getting back to these matchups in the NFL and which team will have the most wins over the other, let's go to the Cleveland Browns. They're head-to-head with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC North. Who will have more wins? <laughs> Are we remember winning? Maybe a little too much with Deshaun Watson, or is this the right thought process uh... to have? Well, look, I mean, I wrote about this in the guide. I was in the stadium. Kevin Mack crossed the goal line with 47 seconds left to go in the game. In a game that we were either going to have be the second seed in the AFC playoffs or we weren't going to make the playoffs. We had a win. We had a win. I remember getting on the team bus. Bud Carson was the head coach of the Browns at the time. And he had narcolepsy. He would fall asleep at a moment's notice. And, we're, and literally, he was on the bus, and he would light a cigarette up. He'd fall asleep. The cigarette would burn out, wake him up. He'd light another one up. He'd fall asleep. And I'm thinking, how are we ever going to win this game? Like, how are we going to win this game, right? And we did. That was 34 years ago. The Browns haven't been ahead of the Steelers since that game. Since that game, they haven't been ahead of them. So I'm not going down that Pittsburgh road. I got 34 years of history, and I'm going to go with Tomlin in this case. I would take Pittsburgh here. 
That's going to be the better. What would you do? That's going to be the better number from a betting perspective. Minus one ten as well versus the minus one twenty juice on the Browns. I'm just not sure what to get with Cleveland just yet. I have all of this hope that Deshaun Watson gets back to the form that he was before the hiatus, but who really knows at this point? He's got so much talent around him. You know the potential that he has as a starting quarterback, but are we going to get that? I have no idea. It is such a wild card in my brain. Let's hit another one because. These are two teams that have a lot of hype going into this year in the Detroit Lions head-to-head with the New York Jets as they welcome in Aaron Rodgers to the party. Similar numbers here. Lions minus 115, Jets minus 110. Both have season win total sitting at 9.5. What would you rather do? I think I'm going to take the Lions here. I, I just that and Now, this is fresh in my mind. I watched that Jet-Giants game this morning when I got up. Uh, that I didn't see this. I didn't see it. I saw them struggling. Now, it's early, early. But I don't think this is – look, Tom Brady struggled when he went to Tampa. It took him till Thanksgiving to get it going down there. I think it's going to take some time. This offensive line is a work in progress. All right, last minute and a half. I'm going to rapid fire a couple more at you. Indianapolis Colts minus 145 versus the Houston Texans, a plus 115 price. Both of them win totals at six and a half. Who would you rather? I think I'm going to take the Texans there only because, only because I think the Texans are better defensively. Only because of that. I think the Texans can rush the passer. I think they can do some things. And I just like the numbers better. The number seems better to me. I would take the plus money here. Chargers minus 120 head-to-head with the Miami Dolphins. Both season win totals at nine and a half. Would you rather L.A. or Miami? I'm going to take Miami here. I mean, Miami, I think Vic Fangio will make a difference defensively for Miami. And if the head coach doesn't run the ball, I think Vic Fangio might take his hammer in there and just punch him right in the mouth. (laughs) That is the commentary we need. Last one here in the NFC, the Philadelphia Eagles and San Francisco 49ers. You get an even money price on San Francisco. Um, Their win total down to 10.5 was 11.5. Eagles still is 11.5. I'm going to go Philly here. I don't know the seven, six teams that beat Philly. Do you, Stormy, on the schedule? Yeah, you schedule? mentioned that earlier. It's no. tough, yeah. It, I don't know where that comes from. So it could be, you know, I'm sure there's an upset here and there, but it's hard for me to find it. They've dominated the East. I mean, Dallas is their real, I mean, they don't they they don't see the Giants as, as an issue. I wouldn't either. I know the Giants think there's a rivalry. Washington beat them last year, but they beat Washington as well. So... I'm going to go Philly. Philly's a good team with a lot of good players, and their offense will continue to play well. Right after you give me the analysis I say we need, you go against my 49ers. What can you do? We'll be right back. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line as we roll along on this beautiful Monday. Remember, everybody, that our VSIN subscription is available anytime, any place. You can subscribe for as low as $19 a month, vsin.com slash subscribe. We're going to get breakdowns with the NFL betting guide, updates for every single team, best bets, betting splits, and breakdowns from each and every one of our hosts with their best bets. Oh, speak of the devil. We may or may not have one right now joining the program in Mike Pritchard, NFL analyst, former NFL wide receiver, won a national championship with the CU Buffs back in the day, MVP of that team as well in the Colorado Sports Hall of Fame. Mike Pritchard, welcome into the program. How are you? I'm great, Starman. Great to be with you and Michael. 
Great to have you as always, and this is such an NFL futures, win total, heavy type of a day. Excited to see what you're excited about. And as I'm kind of scrolling through here, I couldn't help but notice you're a former Atlanta Falcon, Atlanta Falcons jersey in the background here. You're looking at it over for the Falcons this season or uh, their their division odds as well, it seems. Yeah, absolutely. You know, worse for worse to first, right? Uh, <laughs> seven and ten. Let's get to let's get to first place. You know, the the race to first between two teams in that division. You think of the Saints, uh, the addition of Derek Carr, uh, and so you know, you look at these odds, Stormy. This is interesting to me because I think it's about a fifty-fifty chance either the Saints win a division or the Falcons win a division, right? Uh, and so if I can get plus two hundred on a fifty-fifty chance for the Falcons as opposed to plus one fifteen for the Saints. Uh, I'm going to do that. Uh, I've been a part of this rivalry between the cities, uh, certainly between the teams, uh, and it's at a fever pitch. It always is. Uh, and, and I think the veterans on the roster for the Falcons have a lot to say, as well as the young guys. I mean, there's a great collection uh, from Arthur Smith and what they've done down there in Atlanta. The only, the only caveat I'll suggest out there to everybody is that the Falcons are thin. Right. Uh, they don't have a, a lot of quality depth. Uh, at least I don't believe they do. And and so some of those top line players, if they don't really play a lot, uh, if they get nicked up along the way. OK, that that there's a bet right there that they can go down the toilet. You might be ri- ripping up that ticket. Uh, but I think the Saints are the same way, though. You know, the Saints, uh, they're they're not that deep of a team. So from a 50 50 uh, chance, uh, I like the uh, better odds right there. Better odds situation for the top. You know, it's interesting, Mike. Uh, the Saints are a team that on paper you're like, oh, wait a minute. And then you break down Carr's season last year. It was the worst year he had. Now, it was a new mm-hmm. offense, so maybe he's yeah. going to go back to the West Coast and feel more comfortable. But his interception percentage was the highest it's ever been, and his accuracy was the worst it's ever been. So, you know, th- that causes some concern. Plus, when you look at his career, he's averaged seven wins in his NFL career as a starting quarterback, which, again, is a concern, too. So do you yeah. give any hope at all? I mean, Tampa Bay's sitting there. I know they have bad quarterbacking. Do you give any hope at all? They can at least play defense. They can, uh, you know, Tampa, they, they lose their center uh, to IR again. And, you know, I, I think the offensive line um, uh, is, is something in, in the works. How about that? And I think a lot of teams have that situation going on. Uh, the, the one point I want to make about Tampa, I guess it's, it's an important one, is as a player, you know, you're in that locker room. You, you have that belief. You have that, um, that, that confidence when you have that quarterback, right? Uh, and I'm going to call it the Tom Brady effect. I mean, you you know you're going to play at a high level. You know you're going to win. You know what the standard is as well. And you know as it faltered and fell fell apart towards the end. Okay, maybe it was time for Tom to hang it up. But at least you know you win a division still, even with a losing record. I just think that element's gone. Right? You didn't have a starting quarterback name. Mike Evans came out and said, "Look, who's our starter?" And I, I just don't think they're connected. Uh, the way, or, or certainly have a mission uh, like they did with that particular quarterback, uh, number 12. Beeson NFL analyst Mike Pritchard joining the program now, spent nearly a decade in the NFL as a wide receiver. And Pritch, another team that I know you pay very close attention to on a year-in, year-out basis is the Denver Broncos. New head coach Sean Payton steps into the fold this year. Took um, a little heat for some of the comments he made about the previous regime, but in doing so, tried to take the pressure off of his quarterback in Russell Wilson and seeing if he could quote-unquote fix him, right, and turn around the ship when it comes to that 
offense. What do you think about Russell Wilson this year? How are you analyzing the expectations for that quarterback this season? Well, I thought they were going to be pretty high uh, expectations for sure. I mean, that, that's a proud franchise. They have made the playoffs in a number of years, and, and they're looking to get back to the playoffs. And uh, Russell Wilson has done that. You know, Russell has humbled himself too, Stormy. And uh, it, we were looking for that. At least I was, I was looking for that in the offseason. Will he be able to humble himself and receive instruction, receive coaching uh, from Sean Payton? And, and it, it's working out that way. Now, <laughs> Tim Patrick goes down. Injury. Jerry Judy goes down, injury, hamstring. So it's, it's a different core group around him uh, right now. And uh, they got to find ways to uh, evolve and, and adapt. I think they can with Callaway and some other guys. But uh, once Jerry Judy gets back, hopefully he'll rest that hamstring fully uh, and then come back uh, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks into the season. They, they should hit the ground running again. So I, maybe slow start. Maybe they lean on a running game uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, but I do like Russell Wilson to have a comeback situation. Uh, I'm up against it in terms of comeback player of the year because of DeMar Hamlin. And, you know, if he gets significant playing yeah. time, uh, I'm ripping up that ticket too, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in terms of the, the prospects of somebody having that rebound year, and it correlates to, I mean, a lot of people like uh, Sean Payton for coach of the year, right? Uh, and so if the Broncos can somehow get into the playoffs, uh, that's a proud franchise that I think the narrative would follow them as well. And you like, and look, I, don't, I couldn't argue with it. You, Justin, so when you tell me Justin Herbert's your MVP candidate, which yeah. certainly he's quali- he, great, you're telling me also the Chargers are going to win because usually the MVP is with a team that's number one or number two seed. Yeah. You know, I was diving into some stats about Justin Herbert, Michael, and, um, you know, I'm not a heavy stat guy. Uh, I'm not, I don't, you know, I, I use analytics sometimes, but not, I don't, you know, I, I, I trust my experience more so, but um, I, I think when you bring in a Kellen Moore, you're reemphasizing and you're enhancing Justin Herbert. Uh, Justin Herbert had 477 completions last year. Uh, the leader in the club, clubhouse was Tom Brady at 490. So think about it. Like he had all those completions without Mike Williams, who I think only played t- 13 games. Uh, Keenan Allen only played 10 games. Uh, and it's like this guy, I know Austin Eckler got a bulk and certainly a, a ton of receptions, but if those two players can stay healthy along with their draft choice, along with Austin Eckler, along with some other guys that, that showed out a little bit last year, I, I think the fact that they've enhanced Justin Herbert with Kellen Moore, uh, means that I think the chargers want to be more explosive, certainly offensively. And so, uh, if he can do that and certainly the wins come along with it, I think Staley's on the hot seat. Uh, if the wins come along with it then it, it, sh- it should uh, present an opportunity for an MVP situation because the stats are going to be there. Um, the wins are going to be there. He's going to have some signature wins along the way, too, with the schedule. So uh, I-, I like those odds, uh, and I certainly like that player improving this year as well. Yeah, 11-1, to 12-1 for Justin Herbert. Patrick Mahomes, your favorite, 6-1, to one, followed by Joe Burrow and Josh Allen in that 7-1 to one plus 750 range. Another interesting bet on Mahomes, which I'm curious your thoughts on, Pritch, plus 650 mm-hmm. to lead the league in passing yards because you, you say all those numbers, right? All those numbers were right. two years ago thrown for 5,000 yards, takes a step back last season, dealt with injuries himself and to his playmakers, as you referenced, still put up over 4,700, second only mm-hmm. to the eventual MVP in Patrick Mahomes. And now to your point, adding in Kellen Moore to the field. I think, I think that's a very reasonable proposition, no? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I like it. I mean, um, uh, you know, the previous offense coordinator was a little different. And then Justin Herbert, look at his career. He's had offense coordinator after offense coordinator. But yeah. yet, uh, if you look at his career touchdowns, I think he's right around the last few years, uh, right around 63 uh, touchdowns. These numbers, see, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, uh, these numbers are in my head now, Stormy. Uh, but he's in the company of a Joe Burrow uh, in the last few years for touchdown passes. Last year, Justin Herbert dropped off. Uh, mainly because I think the weapons were not available to him or, or for him. Uh, but, you know, leader in the clubhouse, again, was Patrick Mahomes. He's in the 70s over the last few years in terms of touchdown passes. But uh, Justin Herbert's in that company of Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, uh, right around the same area of touchdown passes the last few years. So uh, I think we can try to skew it uh, this year with Kellen Moore, hopefully at least for the bet uh, that that's, that's going to happen this year. Rich, you're the man. Awesome yeah. stuff, as always. Go ahead, Michael. Thank you, Mike. Great job. Appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate you as well. Have a great week. See you soon. And again, make sure um, you check out the updated NFL betting guide that's coming out this Thursday because Pritch is going to have some of his comments and thoughts in there as well. Michael, your thoughts on Justin Herbert? Uh, am I too high on Joystick coming to town? I know you're not a fan. <laughs> Everybody is. Everybody, <laughs> you know, everybody's like, I mean, it's like the Pope is coming. I mean, you know, it's he's got a great media campaign. Look, I, I think... The, the Chargers are really talented. There's no on paper they look incredible. Can they stay healthy? Mike's right. And can they control the pace of the game? Do they play with power? Can they put games away? And and I have doubts about the head coach's decision making when it comes down to what to do: go for it or don't go for it. Play Mike Williams or not? Time will tell. We're wrapping things up on the Lombardi Line next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page has you covered, updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match public opinion. You can check out not just action for today's games, future events down the line as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. We are closing things out here on the Lombardi line. Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you. It's time for our pro tip as well, like we do every single day. And, and Michael, our pro tip today actually came from a conversation that started out of jest a little bit for us earlier today. We were talking about Blake Groupie, the Saints kicker, and the the um, battle that they have going on with Will Lutz and Saints camp, and I was commiserating about the 49ers kicking situation, but that led to a pretty valuable conversation on how important kickers are, and that it's something that we need to take into account when we're handicapping these NFL futures and individual games early on. Well, we know the game comes down to three points, right? And we know that, I mean, one year, remember when the Colts stayed with Vinatieri too long, it affected their season? I mean, last year, we watched Green Bay with Mason Crosby really kind of affect their year. Dallas, at the end of the season, you know, they're, with Brett Maher, they're, they, they could make an extra point. And, and it really becomes a concern, especially when you analyze that all these games – are going to be somewhere in the six to four to three point range. I mean, and those missed extra points and missed field goals cost us in terms of the betting market and the spread. It may may not affect the win, but it does affect us. So I think you got to be really, really careful. And why is why was Baltimore always so good in the preseason, right? Why is Baltimore great in the preseason? Because Unlike most teams, they don't have two kickers. They put Tucker out there, and every time he goes out there in the preseason, he may, they're guaranteed three points. You know, sixty yarder, no problem. Difference. I'm Justin Tucker, exactly. No problem. You know, so I think we we tend to dismiss it until well, we got to make this kick to cover, or we got to you know, and I I think that you know, and there's like San Francisco. You're going to go back into Pittsburgh, right? And and I don't think we've played this out yet. So Moody's hurt. He's not going to be able to play. If they sign a veteran, say they bring Robbie Gould back, and he kicks in Pittsburgh, he's going to be on the roster for the entire year. Like Everybody's talking about the 49ers going to carry two kickers. The only way they're carrying two kickers is if both of them are young kickers and they're not vested. If they bring a veteran in, that guy's going to kick for the season. That's, the, that's what they're having that conversation about in San Francisco. Do we bring Gould back and let him kick and just put Moody on IR? And can we afford that with the Bosa contract coming up? That's the conversation that's going on there because vested veterans are on the year. And you better make the right choice. I mean, Cleveland, I mean, Kevin Stefanski, he would not commit to Cade York as he's his kicker. Now, if he brings in, say, the, the Patriots cut Nick Folk, do they bring him in, let him kick? He can't kick off. It's a problem. Parcells went through this, right? There, It was in 90... 1990, the year he won the Super Bowl, the 91 Super Bowl, he had Matt Barr on his team, and he had Matt Stover, a young Matt Stover. And Stover was really good, but Stover wasn't ready to kick yet. And so what did Parcells do? He valued the kickoff return game. Barr could only get it to the 8 or the 10-yard line. He wanted Stover, but he knew his team needed the 3. 
So he massaged around it, and he kept Sto- he kept Barr and let Stover go into Plan B. We signed him in Cleveland. He went on to have this incredible career. So my point being is sometimes you just got to do what's right. I mean, mm-hmm. Cade York's three for seven in the 40 range. That's not in preseason, no. Stormy. It's not good. And so, like... And you know they're going to be in a lot of close games. Are you willing to go with that? Are you willing to bet Cleveland and take the points knowing that you could give away points, knowing that Stefanski may go for it instead of kicking the points because he's unsure, and now you're giving away points? Yeah, and these are decisions that have to be made now. And to our our previous betting tip as a whole, a made or miss field goal can be the difference between not only these teams winning and losing games, but you winning or losing a bet. So it's a very important aspect of the game. Pro tips available at vcin.com. You can get them for every show searchable by sport and by show. And for the San Francisco 49ers situation, um, yeah, I mean, Kyle Shanahan said he hasn't ruled out bringing back Robbie Gould if that's the situation. They drafted Jake Moody in the third round. It's unfortunate they had Moody two. Was, Moody's going to be a great kicker. I, I don't doubt that. Moody's going to be like, okay, Stover started slow for us in Cleveland, right? You know, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Carlson couldn't make the Vikings team. He's one of the best kickers in the league for the Raiders, right? You know, uh, Caleb Sturgis got hurt for Philadelphia. They get Jake Elliott, who's now one of the best kickers in the league. They pick him up off a practice squad. Same thing with Harrison Buckner. Kansas City, you know, lost their kicker. Buckner comes in. He's he's the toast of the town. I mean, this thing changes so rapidly, right? And you just don't know how it's all going to play out. I mean, Moody was, I'm looking at, Moody was 0 for 1 outside of 50 and 1 for 2. And Moody was, I, Jim Harbaugh, I know very well, I mean, Moody was as reliable as any player on Michigan's mm-hmm. team last year. May have been the MVP of their team. Yep, um, it's unfortunate situation. He and Zane Gonzalez were competing for the opportunity. Like we referenced, Moody, the third-round draft pick, both of them injured within the same week. So waiting to see how that'll play out. For the last couple minutes, let's keep it in this NFC West division because when we've been talking NFL win totals throughout the course of the show, been a big theme as we have this week without games yet. Next week, we'll be previewing everything one by one, which is going to be awesome. But win totals that have been on the move. And for this Arizona Cardinals team, their win total has ticked down from five and a half to four and a half now. And when we talked about the Eagles earlier, Michael, you said, where can you find six losses? Find six losses. Where can you find five wins for the Cardinals? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I mean, they're the only team so far that hasn't announced their starting quarterback, right? We know it's probably going to be Colt McCoy, but you know, with Colt, you don't know if he's going to stay healthy. I, I don't know, Stormy. I think this is a really challenging uh, – they're going through some changes, obviously. You know, they're getting rid of the problems. They're trying to clean up their locker room. They want to set a kind of a culture within the building. And part of that culture within the building is getting players that buy into the system and do what they want to do. And I think it's really challenging. I, I think it's going to be hard for them, right? They're not, they're not going to be favored in, in any of these games, they're going to play hard. I, I don't doubt that. They're going to play hard. The, the guys play hard this summer, but I don't know how good they are. And then without a quarterback, and did they bring Murray back and risk him getting injured? I mean, they're, that's a whole other conversation to have. And I think when you look at this West, I mean, the Rams got beat 41 to nothing the other night in a preseason game. <laughs> yeah. 
That, that's, you know, that's, I know it's preseason, and I know Matthew Stafford didn't play. His wife has come out and announced that he's having a hard time relating to the young players in the locker room. Yeah, I get that. We all are. It's a different world, right? So where's the connectivity with that team? Where's the connectivity with the Cardinals? So I think the West is about two teams. With the uh, with the Cardinals for a while, I was telling myself it's the NFL. You can you can play yourself or luck yourself into five wins. It'll it can just happen. But the more I look at this Arizona Cardinals team, you don't want to overreact. But it's it's really really hard to find the upside for them. You can even find an alt under three and a half at two to one if you really think it'll be an abysmal year for the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams, though, to your point, Michael, another team that has seen their win total tick down. It opened at seven and a half. Now the total being six and a half. Even money to the over, juiced minus one twenty to the under. That that number as well. And like, yes, does Sean McVay have a great offensive mind? Of course. Will he have healthy offensive weapons to be determined? Will Matt Stafford have that connectivity? We don't know. And then defensively, you have a great point that's going to be in that updated NFL betting guide that's coming out this Thursday about how in the preseason, the Rams defense second team was out there. But you said without Aaron Donald, the first team and second team defense looks uh, pretty similar. Yeah, they, I mean, they say it, you know, well, look, you know, the, I, I, I love Andrew Siciliano. He's great. I worked with him in NFL Network. Tremendous, you know, but, you know, he's a homer in this. And he's like, well, the Rams have their number two team. out. That, that's all they have. Like, they don't have any. I mean, when you give away all those draft picks, for good reason, they want a Super Bowl, applaud them for that. You don't have a lot of good players. You're going to have to develop players. It's hard. It's really hard, and I think that there's a lot of reality. Can Stafford stay healthy? Can Cup stay healthy? Can Haverstein stay healthy? Right? I mean, there's a lot of court. They don't have any depth. Mike, Mike was talking about the Atlanta. Mike Pritchard was talking about the Atlanta Falcons having no depth. The Rams have less depth than any team in the league, maybe with the exception of the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And they were 5-12 and 12 a season ago. That record, the worst for a defending Super Bowl champion in history. Michael, that's going to do it for us today. But great Monday edition. Excited we finally have NFL meaningful games yeah. coming up here soon and college football week one upon us. It's pretty nice. Yeah, it's really good. It's always good, Stormy. Time goes by so quick. It's awesome when we got football. It absolutely does. Two hours going by in a flash. We will be back here tomorrow, same time, same place. You won't want to miss it. But for now, VEASAN Best Bets is coming up after a quick break. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 